0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.
1: All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller are here for the next two hours to talk sports with you. Uh, And thanks for uh, giving us some of your time. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we will start with Bill Seals, who covers Iowa State. CycloneReport.com football, basketball conversation with Bill Seals on Iowa State uh, coming up at 1130. Ten minutes before noon, Mitch Holtis back with us, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we will get the latest on the Chiefs, who actually scored in the second half last week, which would alleviate some of the uh, fears from their fan base out there that they were struggling in this back half of football games. But Holtus will join us at uh, 10 before noon. David Eicholt on Iowa at 12.05, recapping yesterday's football press conference availability. Previewing maybe North Texas and Iowa tonight, 8 o'clock on Big Ten Network. And then Cappy will join us uh, at 12.30. Lots of ground to cover with Cappy. Uh, obviously the Bears and their win on Monday night, what they're going to do going forward, what does Justin Fields have to do, is there anything he could do uh, to keep his spot and uh, have the Bears go in a different direction with what is perceived to be their pick at number 1 by way of Carolina. So lots of ground to cover with Cappy. I guess we got to do the Corey Perry thing with him at least briefly because that rumor, Jesus, that yeah. was... Um, saw the press conference I last night. I saw it night. last night, too, Woo. and that was very quickly he came out, the, the GM... Um, is it Kyle Richardson? I can't remember his name. Just a young dude uh, came out and, uh, and shot that down. If you're unaware of what it is, you can Google it. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's sick. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I've heard a ton of them. I've heard a ton of them over well, the years. Is it sick? A 38 year old, a 40 year old no, together? No, no, not that part, but it's just a teammate. You were brought in to mentor this yeah. young phenom. Take act as a father figure. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include sleeping with mom. Oh, father figure. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. it's it's awkward. It's just. But that is just a rumor, and, and it was they, it just caught fire, Trent. Like yeah. like nothing I've seen in a long, long time. Look, we don't know what it is. Uh, the the Blackhawks, who are not uh, an organization that is uh, upfront transparency wise, <laughs> very fair uh, over the years. Um, but what what was there? And then when you line it all up, right? The mom's trip that preceded it. What that is is. You know, one year the moms follow the team on a road trip, get on the plane, go on the bus, stay in the hotel. The next year the dads do it. It's a really cool perk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the NHL that started it, but they've been doing it for some time. But yeah, when that broke before Thanksgiving, and then Little Nuggets started to come out. But anyways, uh, we'll talk to Cap a lot about a lot of things Chicago sports, and oh by the way, I'm guessing we'll include a little MLB as the hot stove. Uh, is uh, continuing to fire up. So, uh, not uh, the best night in sports last night. The, the I, my, was, I thought it was great. Well, the best the the, uh, the Kentucky game was eye opening to me, mm-hmm. and that's the Shepherd game that was I, awesome, wasn't he? Yeah, Trent. They
2: got some dudes. Yeah, they do. And, and this is a team that's going to grow up. They I mean, feel different than some of the past. Here's a freshman. Mm-hmm, a couple here of comes veterans another with, freshman. Right. <laughs> yeah. It feels like they have a good blend. Okay. Even last night, you know Wagner, who's probably the most ballyhooed which makes me feel so old. I mean, one Wagner's kid. Yeah. I remember Milt Wagner. I remember Grandpa at Louisville. And then you remember his son at I, yeah. Memphis, and now his others, his son. Oof. Yeah, I, this is what it's like, huh? Getting old and... Trust me. I remember Grandpa playing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's where we are. But that aside, he only played 10 minutes last night. I mean, he was a complete non-factor. And in the past, when one of those kind of stars, when those were the guys that were... You know, very important to them being good, uh-huh. and if it wasn't working, they didn't have anywhere else to turn. There's depth to this Kentucky team. I think they have a chance. I read a great article after the game last night with Tyler Ullis, and a name that a lot of people, obviously in this state, remember well. Yes, for sure. Because Fran finishes the bridesmaid in that mm-hmm. recruitment, mm-hmm. but Tyler Ullis is now back as a grad assistant, and he's finishing up his degree after playing in the NBA and being a grad assistant, and. He talked to that young group because when he came in, he was behind one of the Harrisons. He was better than Andrew Harrison as a point guard. But he knew. You gotta buy, wait your turn. And what did they do? They went out and went 37 and 1 wow. and had an incredible season. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of egos and a lot of talent, but understanding. For the betterment of the team, and he has worked with this group apparently incredibly hard of understanding. Well, it's getting through to him, Trent. It, it is. Yeah. It, that's a good Miami team. No, mm-hmm. oh, I agree. Poplar's a hell of a player. What's the, what's uh, Wuga? Wuga,
1: yeah. Nickname Wuga. Where's he from? New Jersey, I think they said on the broadcast last night. Wuga Poplar, Kentucky. Start start to put them maybe in your uh, already done. You, you've already built
2: it. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't last night. I mean, I I bought yeah. a Kentucky ticket you know months ago. I will uh, tell you one thing though. The ACC-SEC Challenge does not hit the same way yeah. as the ACC-Big Ten Challenge no, does. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Last night, just bouncing around. And I understand where we are makes it that, I'm going to guess nationally, this thing is not going to get the same kind of ratings and buzz that you got with the Big Ten-ACC.
1: It's it's the SEC. Yeah, the SEC basketball. Right. It's just, no. It's, and there's good teams. Yes,
2: there are. We watched one last night. It just uh-huh.
1: doesn't hit yeah, in the Arkansas? same kind of way. Yeah. What led me to Tennessee's a watch... top 15 team, are they not? Yeah.
2: Watched a lot of NBA last night. I watched some of the T-Wolves as well. Did you? Yes, I did. You missed because you were sleeping. The game of the night, though. What was it? The Kings came back to beat the Warriors. And how far down were they? 24 at one point, I Are think you it was. kidding me? Yeah. Came roaring back, and late in the game... Draymond Green had an awful. So over. that's
1: why the jet was going off on 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 uh, Draymond Green on the post game show last night. Uh huh. I just saw it on Twitter. I didn't click on it, but I guess they took some shots at him.
2: They should. The, down the stretch, those veterans played terribly. Really, De'Aaron Fox was an absolute stud. Malik um, Bunk hit a couple of big shots. It was so you had the NBA in tournament. I told you mm. yesterday, it took me a lot more than I anticipated. Yeah, I still can't get there. We'll see. Now we got the quarterfinal set. Uh Maybe that'll do it for you, which starts, what, Tuesday, I think, is the quarterfinals. Well, that works because football will be out of the way by then, so that's smart on their part. It's Tuesday, semifinals in Vegas, then the following Thursday, night of Seahawks. That's not real good, but the late-night game. Yeah. And then the championship on Saturday from Vegas. So it was last night watching that. And that will share, but that will be at
1: night, right? It wouldn't wouldn't cut into Army-Navy. No, it's not going to play during the day. No, no,
2: no. That, that'll be a night nice thing I, I mm-hmm. would anticipate. But you have these games where, all right, you got the new floor, um, whatever, right? Now, it does, I think, kind of dry in. Like, yeah. okay, this is
1: important. I remember the first time I saw one, yeah. a
2: couple of weeks. Were we in Chicago? We were, yep, on that Friday night. Yeah.
1: I thought, what the hell is that?
2: And it's for the play mm-hmm. So it, it kind of hooks you that way. Okay, this yep. is important. And then last night, where you had teams that are vying to get in, including the Timberwolves, it's not just winning games. The Celtics were up 30. And they put Sean their Roberts just shared game.
1: that story yeah. with me,
2: and they were pissed off, the other team, right? Well, absolutely, but this is the they new had, reality. Right, they had to win by a certain amount. This is something that we've never, as basketball fans, had to get into, and it sucked me in. And it's November. During the Kings game against the Warriors last night, they had the graphic of basically the whole game, Warriors had to win by, I think it was 13, in order to advance, and as they're up 20. Well, maybe maybe they're going to get there. And then the Kings come back and they cut it to single digits. Oh, this is bad. The Warriors, it's not just about winning the game. And the broadcaster at one point said, now they're in trouble not winning this game. After it looked like it was a foregone conclusion. It added another layer that you're not used to. I was into it. I, I think it was something during the early well, NBA look, they games. Need the, the league needs something at yeah. this
1: time of the year. For I think sure. this is
2: going to work. We'll see what the ratings yeah. are when we now get to the quarter. And the quarterfinals are all good. So That's the other teams thing. are all off? They I, they get a break in their schedule for this event. That's I, weird. I don't know how. So why they set wouldn't that you up? suck
1: to take a couple of weeks off? Or well, take, it's five hundred thousand dollars per player if you yeah, win. Yeah, but you know what though? In the
2: grand scheme of things, they when like you're making fifty million. Yeah, they like money. I don't know. They're they also like time off. Well, look Spend at the Lakers. Some of that money. Lakers are pretty average, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're four zero in this little tournament. Means something to them,
1: apparently. It's so the game something. the other night against the uh, the Sixers who blew them out. That was meaningless
2: for this event. For this, yes, I don't get it. <laughs> it's you basically have your four games, yeah, through the course of the season, right? and then if you win your group, you move on to the single elimination. I think it's going to be good. All right, I'm into it more than I anticipated. Yeah, we'll see next week. I wonder week if you the country in. is. We'll see the numbers. Yeah. I have seen numbers are up. Are they now regular season game versus that? But they're up double digits. Pretty good for games that, in the grand scheme of things, there's no way I was going to watch Timberwolves. No. And Timberwolves I did. Timberwolves-Thunders last night. I did. Yeah. So got you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I
1: did for a while just because well, my jets suck last night. So you got beat two nothing? Yeah, I got beat two nothing. Yeah. But it was it was they just couldn't do anything. Anyways, that's why I was bouncing around. <laughs> Abandoning my squad uh at some points in the game. So uh Bob Bolsby, how about this news that broke this morning? Uh the interim AD at uh the University of Northern Iowa is going back to his roots. He's seventy two years old, he'll be seventy three in January. Uh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. How would that have taken place? Who reached out to who? Because I don't think the president of you and I, whoever that is, you know what, let's give Bowlesby a call. Let's see if he's interested. Well, we can, before we do anything, we've got to see if Bowlesby would take our call. Or would Bullsby have been the one that initiated this? When, when he saw that there was an opportunity to go back and help us out his old school, uh, and maybe he's sick about being retired. I don't know what's
2: behind it. Add a little money. Well, go back to your roots. I like that part about it. Get another check. Uh huh. Yeah, could be something there. I don't even know who the school president is. I don't is either. And you and I. You're yeah, uh, an alum, you not? Mark, yes, Mark Nook. So you don't get mail from Mark Nook. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Goes right into the recycling pile. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. How about a little bit more? Yeah, Mark Nook. Maybe he maybe he has a background. It, it. I don't know. But Regardless, it's just, good for them. Yes, I, mean, I agree. They got big projects going on there at U and I. They are. I mean, you look at the athletic department in comparison to their brethren, and they got a big op, a decision in front of them of what they do with Mark Farley. Yeah, I've well, heard that from a couple of people. Trent, you're right. Uh, being in Cedar Falls for the championship, and before the game, I uh, stopped and met up with a buddy. And used to be a huge, huge UNI and I donor, backer, season ticket holder for football. Isn't anymore. And he is not alone in that community. Mm. You look at the attendance numbers, they have dwindled from what they once were. They're just people ready for a change. And you look at the ascension of not just North Dakota State, coupled with South Dakota State, yeah. Yeah. South Dakota, North Dakota, all really mm-hmm. good. Now, the place for decades was you and I was the spot in the old Gateway Conference into the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And that's not the case anymore. And though, were they screwed getting left out of the playoffs? You can certainly make that argument. Teams that they beat, finished ahead of in the standings, got in. Over them, get into playoff. It's, it's just kind of run dry, where it just the excitement level is not there. I believe Farley has one more year left does on he? his contract. Do you make the decision? Uh, Bullsby's uh, not going to do that. No, though, no,
1: I don't think so. No. Tr- and, and Farley's been there so long. Do you, do you um, a curtain call type
2: of thing? Right, one final go around. You know, get yeah, a rocking chair when you go to he, Youngstown.
1: Yeah, <laughs> does he not deserve that? I think he does. I think he does. Yeah. I mean, there's been some highs there.
2: Mm-hmm. there has been some disappointment when you thought it was going to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco killed them. Yes, the undefeated season with yep. Eric Sanders at quarterback, yep. and you fall in the dome in the quarterfinals, yep. the run to the championship game. Mm-hmm. How much fun that was! Mm-hmm. Told you, I almost made it to that game. Uh, we made it to as far as Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> Turn well, around, yeah, it was. <laughs> that's kind of like the it was code. also at two a.m. Oh, uh, well, that was your uh-huh. What this sounds I, like a good idea? Yeah, one of my. We got back <laughs> from the bar. One of my buddies didn't go out that. La- yeah, yeah, I'll drive. Yeah. We get to Waterloo, and let's, no, this is not a good idea. We're not going to get to Chattanooga until, like, noon. Probably not the best thought. That that reminds me
1: of, of two of our buddies that um, were going to a Cubs game, day game. Mm-hmm. Early April, middle of April, whatever it was. Got in the car. Excited. Excited to go see the Cubs. It was a big pitching match. Kerry too. Woods pitching, trend. You, you got to be there. You got to be there. They got to Altoona and pulled into Prairie Meadows and didn't see Kerry Woods strike out 20. Tony and Benny. Tony and Benny. That's a wonderful story. Anyways, a couple of other stories I want to touch on here. The college football playoff rankings last night. Florida State stayed in. What does that mean? I still think they're going to try and get them out, Trent. I, I do, too. I, I really, truly believe this, that they will, um, Especially if Alabama wins, and that's
2: a big if. It is. I don't think you can drop Georgia out of the four. So what does Georgia have on their resume this year? That's all this is, is this mm-hmm. year. What do they have in their resume that says that they have to be in? A they're win over a confer-
1: Missouri. Yep. A win over Tennessee. The Missouri wins shinier because they're a top ten. They're not a conference championship. Right. But what the criteria is, and there's a whole bunch of lines in there. This is it's, I got it right in front of me. The selection committee ranks the teams based on the members' evaluation of teams' performance on the field using conference championships won, strength of schedule, head-to-head results, and comparison of results against common opponents to decide among the teams that are comparable. It doesn't say they have to use head-to-head. It says it's kind of innocuous. It is, yeah. Probably for a reason. Right. And I think it's... I think we're going to see that reason potentially this year. If Georgia wins, they're in. If yes. Michigan wins, they're in. They're in. If Washington the, wins, Washington in. wins. they're in. There's a lot of folks that think that the Texas, um, well, obviously, if, if, if Washington wins, Oregon would fall behind Texas. But if Oregon wins and Texas wins, the beef is, how can Texas not be in? Because if, if you do use the head-to-head comparison and results common opponents, I mean, Oregon was night and day to beat Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Night and day. Uh, and, and Texas
2: just throttled them. Was it Black Friday? It was, yeah. Uh, so that's pretty fresh of mind. hmm I get where you're going with that one. Is that enough to elevate? Now, the Pac-12... It's been the best conference in college football I this year. I totally agree with you. Top to bottom
1: it is. Look at Arizona, for crying out loud. Where was Arizona picked last? Are They had to be picked, if not
2: last, next to last? Yeah, right, right towards the bottom. Is Jet Fish coach of the year in college football? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 9-3 and three with that team. Mm-hmm. What they look like. Losing to Mississippi State earlier in the year. What they turned into. The Pac-12 is the best conference in college football yeah. this year. Yeah. You have a 12-1 and champion of the best conference in college football. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to put them in? Aye. I, that's that's these conversations, mm-hmm. though, that we are going to have, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to get to the bottom of. Is one off, one of 13 games, that data point against one team, Texas Tech? Oregon's a different team than when they played Texas Tech. Texas is a different team when they played Alabama. Yep. Alabama's a different team. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the circles that you run into. This could be an absolute mess. And for the first time, this is as compelling of a selection <laughs> Sunday is. as we are going to have. It is, without a doubt. It was like a foregone conclusion in the past. We knew.
1: I don't think we know this year with all the unbeaten uh, unbeaten teams this late in the regular
2: season. We went into last year where TCU lost in the championship game and still got in. Ohio State was able to backdoor their way in. Alabama has done that. Ohio State's done that a couple of different times where there is no backdoor this year. No, There is no opening to get that fourth spot. This thing is going to be compelling. Mm -hmm. I think Louisville is going to help. At least get some of the clutter out of there. Yeah. Please, Louisville. Please. If Oregon and Texas played this week on a neutral field, who would you pick? If Oregon and Texas played this week on a neutral field? Simple as that. They're playing on a neutral field this week. But who you picking is to win? Texas playing so well right
1: now. I'll coin flip Oregon. But if you took Texas,
2: I could see why. I think I'd take Oregon. Mm-hmm. Is the Big 12 conference in terms of depth? in terms of what we've seen this season. It was down for the Big 12. I think that's fair to say.
1: It was a down year. It was
2: watered down with the four additions. Yeah. Yeah, sure. For that reason, I agree. The Pac-12 is a better conference than the Big 12 this year. Mhm. Is that a decider? Should that matter? I you know what
1: you know what matters to me, it, it's 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 my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the question you just posed. If Oregon and Texas played, who would I pick? If Texas and FSU played this week. Who would I pick? I
2: would pick against Florida State. And you are not to knock you, but you're a very much a creature of week to week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You said Texas is playing well. They played well last week. Mm -hmm. Before that... Played well against Iowa State. Tried to give the way against the game against
1: TCU. As I said the other day, I think Hufford is responsible for (laughs) Texas' turnaround. Against Kansas State, they let K-State in a game that they should have ran away with. That was their Achilles
2: heel. They would jump out to a lead and let teams get back into contention. So should one... Should end of season matter? Should one game at the end of the season matter? And here's the other part. We don't have the final data point. And that's going to be important too. If they go out, Texas, and they beat Oklahoma State forty one to three,
1: and that's they could Trent.
2: And that, that's a different yep. conversation. Yeah. But if they escape twenty six twenty four against a team that got shut out by South Alabama, mm. eh, you know, these are we don't have the full set of data and until we do, it's difficult to come up with a compelling argument. I think Louisville's gonna help. I really do. Man, I think they're I going to win right. this game. Rodemaker, I've seen him twice now. He's not good. Yeah. He just isn't. Right. Nice kid, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He's a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he's a backup. And even if they escape themselves 20 to 17, I for the betterment of college football, I don't think he can I'm with
1: you, so let me use that same score this way. Alabama beats Georgia 2017. Are you gonna tell me Georgia's
2: not one of the best four teams in college football? No, talent wise, but that's not what this is, right? It's your resume. And I just don't know if there's enough on the resume when, with their criteria, mm-hmm. conference championships matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough there to put them in. Yeah. It's At least they played for one. They did, but they didn't win it. No. It doesn't say play for conference no. championships. It says winning yeah. conference championships, and they would not have won. In most other years, Georgia would be fine. Mm-hmm. This year, though, mm-hmm. you're out. You might be. You might be. If they get
1: beat, can you imagine falling? Because what's their win streak? I mean, not that it's 29. Is it it 29? (laughs) It's been a long time since there's been a team in that conference pick them off.
2: More than anything, just because of the arguments and the fine bombs of the world freaking out. Oh,
1: I'd love to see that. I would love. Yes. Just for the theater of it. Yes.
2: And you can't have a playoff without the SEC. It would be
1: so. Good, Trent, so compelling. the country, with the exception of the South,
2: would love that. Might have another civil war. That's all we need. Hickok's building uh, down there in Dallas. He might have some protesters <laughs> sitting outside uh, of that one. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. But just before the theater of it, I don't think that the SEC should be left so out. So would Alabama automatically get in, in your opinion? Well, that's the thing. Texas they, beat them. Florida State goes out and they dominate Louisville. Mm-hmm. Michigan, They're, the Big Ten winner. Uh, we have four a, undefeated. Well, okay. three undefeated. Yep. So you have Michigan. Yep. Clubs Iowa. Mm-hmm. Florida State looks great. Rodemaker mm-hmm. looks like a different quarterback. Florida State cruises. Washington wins, and they win. They're thirteen and zero, and you're down to that final spot. Alabama in probably, however, Texas, Texas beat them, and Texas dominates Oklahoma in State in Tuscaloosa. You can't leave Texas out. Sorry, SEC. You' champion, have fun in the sugar Bowl. You're not in the college football playoff <laughs> Ooh, boy, oh boy. so you know what uh, you know what it is
1: trending in the direction of is is, is yes, the Rose Bowl is far, part of the college football yeah. playoff, but it sure seems like we're going to get the t- tradition will be intact, doesn't it? Like it's going to be two versus three, it's going to be Michigan two well. And if, if Georgia wins, right. Michigan stays two, Pac twelve champ is three. We get that air quote, you know, traditional rival uh, traditional conference rivalry matchup in the Rose Bowl. It's fascinating this year. And next year we're going to twelve. And, um you get no argument for me, but boy oh boy, it's sure going out in um uh,
2: with a blaze of glory in some respects. So we have the Rose Bowl, as he said, is one of the semifinals. What's the other semifinal this year? Uh do you remember sh- what it was offhand? It's not the. F- uh, I don't. I don't. Semifinals. Here it is. Oh, it's the Sugar Bowl. Is the other one. Okay. So if you're Michigan, and you are that number one seed, mm-hmm. and you get the choice, you choose the Rose oh, Bowl. Oh, right? sure you do. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, in that scenario, though. Yes, I guess New Orleans technically is closer. Right. And Georgia, or if, if Georgia's one, they want to stay down there. You know, if it was in Indianapolis, that was one of your choices. That'd be mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. You don't. The difference between going to Pasadena and the Rose Bowl, and then they get the four seed. How about this? Can you imagine this scenario? Michigan is the number 1. Georgia loses. Yet Georgia still gets in as the four seed. Michigan, Michigan, Georgia, and the Rose Bowl? And Michigan has to play the four seed. But it's Georgia. Oh, my gosh. And your 2-3 is, I don't know, whatever it would be. Well, make Oregon one of the two. Texas against Alabama rematch. Whatever Yeah. Oh my,
1: (laughs) going to be fascinating, no doubt about that. All right, we will uh, get to uh, Bill Seals. He covers Iowa State. We'll do some cyclone conversation uh, coming up here. Uh, Mitch Holt is back with us. We will talk about the Chiefs and where they are at as they get set to uh, get back on the field this weekend. But let's take a quick call. Keith has been patient, uh, and we appreciate the patience, Keith, as we opined and went back and forth. What say you, Keith? Welcome to the program.
3: I enjoyed your conversation. Now, we're just talking about things like head-to-head and data and body of work. Um, why have a committee if we're not going to rely on the eye test? And I agree. Why have a man. committee if we're not relying on gut instincts? If I'm on the committee, yeah, I would pick Bama over Texas based on the fact that they've been more battle-tested throughout the year. I don't believe Texas would have the same record as Alabama if they played in the SEC. So uh, so I would love. It's not going to happen, I know. And I know Joe Clack called out the committee a couple days ago. He goes, is this committee qualified? All these administrators, most of them, do they even know what they're watching on TV? Uh, but as long as we do have one, if we're just going to rely on data and head-to-head, head, then you can have your neighbor lady, Mrs. McCullough, do this. She can she can just feed in data and then come out with the with mm-hmm. the uh, with the matrix. I'm just saying, I would love to have a committee member come out defend their top four and say, we just think so-and-so is better than so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Right I would now. love to be yeah. a
1: fly on the wall in that room, Keith. I really would. <laughs> it would be fascinating.
3: Thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the conversation.
1: Appreciate the listening. Uh, get back to us anytime. Now, on Sunday. Yes. So I've never watched the, the – usually I'm in the air. I go to Tucson every year this, this week, yeah. I'm not going this for the first time in, like, 20 years. Um. So it
2: starts at 11. Do we get the playoff right away and then we wait for the Bulls? Are you kidding me? It's going to be drug out for like six hours.
1: So they'll wait until the bitter end until they get to the top four?
2: Uh, I'm trying to remember offhand. Do they realize the NFL is going on? They do. It'll be probably an hour of politicking back and forth, talking heads, and then it'll go (laughs) into uh, here's your number one. And then they'll talk about them for a half hour, and here's number two, and they stretch that thing out. Uh, I know it's a, it's like four hours, yeah. I think, Trent. And you won't find out where Iowa State's bold destination is until probably three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Or you know how you can trick it a little bit?
1: Is you can go to a Travelocity, mm-hmm. and you can go Des Moines to... Memphis, we'll just yeah, and at uh, eleven o'clock in the morning, that flight's two hundred and thirty nine dollars return, and then before the playoff was unveiled, all of a sudden that thing is six hundred and twenty bucks. Somebody
2: knew, somebody knew,
1: yeah, and somebody's sharing that information, and you can't tell me differently because um, I've seen it in the past. Anyways, yes. we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, and Bill Seals will join us. We'll talk about Iowa State, Mitch Holtus. It's the Chiefs and the pa- is that Sunday night? It is Sunday it night. Is. Chiefs and Packers, Sunday night football. We'll talk to Mitch Holtis coming up in this hour as well. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1063 for details. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3K. XNO, about 15 minutes away. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holt Papa John's makes that segment possible. Mitch will join us, by the way, as long as they're in the playoffs. Mitch is with us on Wednesdays at 11.50. Bill Seals is with us right now. He covers Iowa State for CycloneReport.com, part of the Rivals Network, Uh, and he joins us. Bill Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Bill Seals. How are you? I'm doing well, guys.
4: Appreciate you having me on again here this morning.
1: No, listen, we appreciate being able to rely on you, and we will continue to do so right through basketball. Just a little heads up, Bill. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, good. So let's uh, before we get into basketball, let's uh, go back to football. Uh, just a, such a memorable spot, right? A, they were uh, underdog. Iowa State was... No. A, it was snowing and it was one of those games we'll never forget. B, they were an underdog uh, and outperformed that. Uh, but uh, so many highlights, the statistical anomalies, one after another in that game. Uh, people going to remember this game. Cyclone fans are not, I think, just because of, uh, you know, it's not often one that you see.
4: Yeah, no, certainly not. And, and yeah, who would have thought in conditions like that that. Uh we would have seen what over 960 total yards between those two teams and Iowa State uh, turning into an offensive juggernaut with uh, several inches of snow on the ground. I thought maybe uh maybe Kansas State thought that might be to their advantage, but uh Iowa State all of a sudden, you know, turned the turned the jets on and 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 really used it to their advantage. Seemed like they had the better footing. Yeah. That uh, especially Abu Sama.
2: <laughs> I'll say <laughs> had things figured out, didn't he? Yeah. His the ability, the cuts that he had in the snow, it's it's something absolutely unthinkable. Well, speaking of that running back position, it has been hit already by the transfer portal, though it doesn't open up until Monday officially. Katarius Norton on his way out. Certainly a guy that we saw some good things out of him along with Eli Sanders. A how impactful that is going forward maybe the knowledge base that Abusama is going to be the guy going forward, and does it maybe change what Iowa State needs to do either in the portal or high school recruiting here over the next couple of months?
4: Well, they've got uh, certainly Carson Hanson coming back. Uh, Sama and Hanson are are going to be one and two most likely in that bowl game. We haven't heard anything as far as what A.J. Harris is going to do yet. Mm. I, I think uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see there he he was kind of the distant guy in that depth chart yep. but uh, certainly in a bowl game when you've just lost uh what two of your top three leading rushers it's nice to have the depth uh, we'll see what goes on with Harris moving forward they've got uh one committed in this 2024 class uh a kid that they that Dylan Lee out of Arizona they moved on him pretty quickly I think over the summer got a commitment out of him and and he certainly seems to be every bit that uh, you know a possible impactful guy in the future for the Cyclones so you've got three right there and I, I think maybe you, you might see one in the in the portal as well I, I've seen some some guys maybe getting a, a look. I think Sean Shipman is one out of the the portal, uh, uh, St. Thomas transfer that Iowa State might be taking a little bit of a look at. So I think he. Uh, I, I think you see them add one in the portal, probably try and get get someone there to couple with uh, with Sama and Hanson, and then and then hope maybe AJ Harris decides to come back. Uh, He's an interesting case as well, guys. It's not really a deal with him where he's going to be able to transfer That's and just play it. right, away. right. Uh, He just came from Stanford. So if he moves on again, he's looking at uh, uh, sitting out a year because he's not going to be a graduate transfer by any means. So uh, certainly would be nice, I think, for the – the coaching staff to get him back in the fold for next season uh,
1: excellent point on Harris I do hope that he does get some run here uh, in the bowl game because you know as we think back to prior to the season we thought that you know he's got to get a couple of carries you don't you don't transfer in to just sit around and watch your teammates uh, and good information on the portal bill I'm glad that you uh, are willing to go there what have you heard as far as other positions that Iowa State may be kicking the tires on? Uh, sure, they're going to lose some guys in the portal, but the transfer portal works both ways, right? You can grab guys out of it. Where else, position-wise, uh, are they looking, Bill, that you've heard?
4: Yeah, certainly. You uh, Look at the transfer portal tracker that I uh, put up on CycloneReport.com here earlier in this week on Monday as things kind of just started to kick off. Uh, you can kind of tell what the needs are uh, the, the positions with the most guys that I've got in that tracker right now as far as uh, uh, players, the coaching staff might be looking at, you look at offensive line, I think first and foremost, uh, defensive line as well. I think the defensive line's a spot they tried to hit pretty hard last season too. They they did get a couple of guys. They got a Coley from Auburn that played a little bit this season. Uh, Jefferson Adam was supposed to come in and, and play a lot. I think be impactful at defensive end. we didn 't really see him, so they' I think they're going to go back to that portal again this season and, and try and get maybe an interior guy, maybe someone you know the the uh the the pressure on the quarterback. I think that was kind of an up and down thing. It certainly finished out strong they They got, I think, seven sacks in those last two games, so that kind of ticked up a little bit, but they'd like to add some more impactful guys with some experience that can get after the quarterback and then uh, defensive back as well. They've had some success, I think. They're recruiting in the secondary, getting guys out of the portal. Granted, they did lose one of those guys that they added. Uh, Well, he was a a Juco guy, but uh, they're going to, I think, look and go back there again this season, TJ Tampa, uh, going to graduate and move on, uh, maybe a little bit of uncertainty, who's going to be the guy opposite of uh, of Miles Purchase, and, and maybe look to the portal to get some experience there and, and some competition.
2: With that, Bill, it is a different world. You know, counting scholarships back in the day, pretty easy, right? you got 85 of them. You're figuring it out. With all these defections, with the transfer portal, a, where's Iowa State kind of sitting right now with their 18 commitments in the high school recruiting class for 2024, and how many scholarships, not knowing who's still going to leave, do you anticipate they're going to kind of have to play around with?
4: Yeah, I think they were at, uh, I, I think they were at about 84 throughout the season. So I think that they still had uh, one banked uh, to my recollection. So just doing some rough math here. You, you mentioned the 18 commitments. Um, they did honor, I believe it was 13 players on senior day. So they're plus five there. But right now, you've already had five guys announce that they're going to the portal. So uh, that puts them about even right there. And then and then you look at, at who else they're going to have in the portal over the next uh, uh, couple weeks. And I, I think they're still in the market uh, high school recruiting-wise maybe to get a couple more between now and, and uh well, I, I guess I should say JUCO as well. They're, hmm. they're uh, looking at a couple of JUCO guys as well. So as far as the traditional recruiting goes, I think you could see them add maybe two or three more between now and, and what they end up with in in February after all
0: said and done.
1: What do you think some of uh, the other schools are looking at when they look at Iowa State's roster? Obviously, they see the true freshman tight end, Brommer, uh who looks like he could be any kind of player, Wazigu. I'm Butchered his name all year long. Why wouldn't today be any different? Um, uh, Oneidam, uh, even Trent Jones, 89. All three of those guys, I think they're all uh, sophomores, redshirt, freshmen, whatever. They've still got a couple of years minimum uh, of eligibility. I have to think those four would be names. Maybe even a guy like a Rocco Becht, uh, somebody's uh, a suitor might come calling for, uh, for Iowa State's quarterback. So they've got some uh, fending off to do, I would assume, here, Bill Seals.
4: Yeah, and there's been a big push, I think, with that We Will Collective here over the last couple weeks as well, Kenny. And I think they've had uh, a pretty big uptick in donations, certainly with the way the football season went, especially with the way that it ended. there has been a nice drive there. But, yeah, certainly uh, Iowa State, the the coaching staff, going to have its work cut out for it over the next uh, couple weeks. But I think they'll tackle it again with culture and taking care of the Mm -hmm. guys that they've got on the roster right now, they, they did a pretty good job with it really last off season. You know, there was a lot of talk about TJ Tampa and, and what he had out there and he stayed put. And I think, uh, collective wise, they were able to, to take care of him. They'll look to do that again this off season with that roster. And, and really as far as position wise, it could be, you know, about anybody in, in Iowa State's uh, uh, too deep, uh, starters. You just, you just never know, uh, I heard a name of, a, of one of the defensive linemen on Iowa State's roster uh, getting a, a little bit of a push from an SEC program. Uh, Dom Orange was mm-hmm. one I've heard some rumblings about. so, yeah, And he was a guy that uh, started the season, and then uh, he play, he still played this season but kind of came in off the bench. J.R. Singleton got the starting role right there. So it, it, and that, it just goes to show it could be about anybody, and I think maybe the common denominator – our guys in their first and second seasons yeah. in the program that they can that they can purchase with that uh, that pay for play or nil stuff and and get them in their next programs for a couple seasons.
1: Yeah, you were right the first time. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, right. Matt Rule just came out at his press conference and says, "Look, a good transfer quarterback is going to cost you anywhere between a million and two million dollars a year."
4: Well, look at that report hey. on Cam, the Cam Ward. I saw that. <laughs> washington state that's incredible yes it is it, it, it's like baseball though i mean to a certain point uh, with major league baseball how many guys or how many schools are seriously going to be in the running to pay a million dollars for a quarterback i mean the, the suitors are going to be few and far between i think as you get that that number gets higher
1: indeed they will be bill seal yeah. cyclone bill anything that you would like to promote prior to uh, uh, saying farewell for a week
4: well, just uh the, always a busy time on my site, guys. Uh, another basketball game coming up on Friday night. Uh, there was a media availability uh, this morning with T.J. Otzelberger kind of recapping the trip to Florida. So a little more uh, stuff on that coming up. And, and certainly with that transfer portal, guys, I got that tracker going on uh, Monday and continue to uh, refresh that with some guys I hear might have some interest from Iowa State. So that's always worth a, a peek. Uh, multiple times a day to see some new names going in there, and then maybe we'll have a few more outgoing as well uh, between now and then kind of as they get into bowl practices. Good stuff, Bill Seals. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Bill. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, appreciate it. Bill Seals,
2: CycloneReport.com. Speaking of the transfer portal, a quarterback with some local connections, former Ankeny Hawk Jace Bauer, saw him at Central Michigan, has entered the portal with two years remaining. Coming home? Yeah. Who who was after him in the first place? Uh he both had walk- state schools. He, he had walk on opportunities yeah. with both schools. Okay. Potential, you and I, they're looking for a quarterback yes, with the O'Day are. departing. Yeah, he did not have a good year, did he? A lot of interceptions.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember one of the talking points in August, the best quarterback in the state might be you and I. Talented. He was. He was a Rocco Beck. How about, that's true. How about this uh, little nugget? The Big 12 championship game will be live streamed in Times Square. Oh, wow, that's a good one. That is pretty cool, right? Times Square, big stuff. Uh, Mitch Holtis next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hi, I'm Millery Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXL. Let's get right to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Chiefs and the Packers Lambeau Field Sunday night. Mitch Holtis has the radio call and he joins us. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Mitch, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, Does going to a special place like uh, Lambeau Field, at least for a lot of people, it's a special place, does that do anything for you as long as you've been in this game? Are there still stadiums that, you know, you obviously don't get to Green Bay a ton? uh, But when you do get to a place like that, is it, um, you know, is it fun to go to work?
0: It's excellent, and I appreciate you asking the question. It's my favorite place in the league other than GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And there's just, it's so unique. You know, Green Bay's small. It's, uh, I mean, it's what, small, much smaller than like Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the size of the community. So we don't stay in Green Bay, and you drive there, of course, with like five or six <laughs> buses, and then you've got police escort, but you're going through county roads, and you now we played them a lot in the preseason up there. This is only going to be my third trip in the regular season, and only the sixth time the Chiefs have ever been there in the regular season. But it's awesome. Uh, the trip to um, to go up there is fantastic. Usually, it's through soybean and, and corn fields, but they've picked the beans and corn. They got mm-hmm. the anhydrous on, but it's the same. It's just so unique and special. I love it.
2: And it's a team that's starting to play a little bit better. You, I'm sure, as most yep. everybody did, watched on Thanksgiving is what the Packers did, and Jordan Love did in that one. Looked like maybe just a couple weeks ago, hey, this will be a nice uh, get-well game on the road. Certainly feels like, on paper, much more difficult than we thought just uh, shortly ago.
0: No, this is very similar to the Broncos and very similar to the Raiders because you're playing a third team that is about the same kind of record, but they're playing good football, and they're playing with confidence. They've won three of the last four after they went through the four-game losing streak. We always think these teams play in a vacuum. They're finally getting healthy again. Uh, when you look at Watson, he's back healthy to get Christian Watson back up and running. And Jordan Love is playing good ball here in the last four weeks. And so I would make it very similar to what we saw with the Broncos in in late October and early November, where they're playing with confidence and they're playing the way they thought they were going to play. And so the Chiefs had their hands full. Just one example, for 10 weeks, the Packers only had 21st quarter points total. That's averaging two points a quarter. And they had 20 points alone against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. So the Chiefs are, again, going into another hornet's nest Uh, and try to take care of business on Sunday night football. The weather's going to be awful. So think about the Bronco um, ambush. That's what you have to avoid if you're the Chiefs this time.
1: Uh, Second half scoring. Uh, How big of a... I mean, how much did they let that in their heads, if at all, Mitch? I mean, these are pros, but the fact remains that they were having trouble scoring in the second half. Uh, did that bother them? Was that something that was on their radar? Obviously, you got to fix that. You got to score in the final 30 minutes. But uh, was that something that lingered until they finally snapped that streak last week in Vegas?
0: We're talking Chiefs here now, right? Yes. yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's just like when you guys are. I'm on the air doing play-by-play. If I don't review it every now and then, I realize, yeah, I'm saying the same thing over and over. I'm doing. That's an annoying trait that I need to to uh, change. And the report that I had to send you pre-recorded last week, I think, dealt with the fact it's really when you dial it down, can it's to the first possession of the third quarter. That's where things have gone. a awry for five weeks, mm. so the Chiefs finally had to micro it down look at that drive and figure out what are they doing wrong. I think Andy Reid already alluded to it publicly, but I know privately that it was instead of uh, teams make adjustments, hey, read what they're doing, we'll adjust to the adjustment. It's like, forget it. We're going to take the guesswork out of this, particularly with this young wide receiving core, and basically contrive plays that you're going to run no matter it. And, and no matter you know have one or two reads, make it less complicated on that first drive of the third quarter and it paid off five runs five passes very well executed it was a surgical strike and a touchdown to change the game to go 14 14 to 21 14 and something that they could not do for the five weeks prior to that
2: talent's never been an issue for Harrison Bucker one of the more talented kickers in the league but or just kind of those moments that he's had throughout the course of his career, missing a couple extra points, a stretch where, what is that, a year ago he missed a field mm-hmm. goal or a kick in like four out of five games. Here he is, perfect. 20 to 20 on field goals, hasn't missed an extra point. You as a broadcaster, do you like to bring that up on the radio or mm-hmm. don't want to put the jinx on him?
0: No, I do it every time because we take kickers for granted when they're this good. Yeah. They're like our family members, and he's having a spectacular season. Chiefs have had a pretty good run of kickers, right? You can look at Leon Stenner in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, and Nick Lowry, and then we had like Pete Stojanovic, but nobody's had the year this guy's having. And he's doing it clutch kicks, big time kicks. The kick against the Broncos at home was huge uh, at the end of the half. But the fact that he is perfect in every kick, and to Bigot uh, Trent to make it in a bigger picture, only in his first 100 games. Only Tucker of the Ravens has more points than any kicker in NFL history. In fact, he was on the verge. If he kicks one more field goal in the game against the Raiders, he would have had the record. So when you put it in context of his career, that goes back to when we picked him up in 2017 – He's really having an excellent career, all told, and this year having the season of seasons.
1: Well, uh, let's wrap things up with a little dinner uh, suggestion, perhaps, or certainly the weekend coming up, football tomorrow night, Sunday night football, Chacarone, so many options.
0: Hawkeyes in the big championship game. Yeah, got that going. And this Sunday night game, I know there's a lot of Packer fans in Iowa, too, especially up in northeast Iowa, but... Sunday Night Football will be a big pizza night. Let's just put it out there. The shakaronis there, but this new Twix uh, thing they've got, this the dessert Twix bites. invention. Yeah. Dessert pizza is yeah. fantastic. Might be good for you guys after the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but PapaJohns.com, Sunday night will be big, but do it, figure it out, get it delivered, and the Donaldsons, of course, will use all that 365 days a year to take care of the folks in Iowa. They're awesome. But Sunday night football, Packers-Chiefs, get ready with some pizza.
1: Twix Papa Bites, four I'm looking at them right now. Oh, baby. Mitch, enjoy Lambo. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, Mitch Holtis.
0: Trent, buy the Canucks um. some.
1: <laughs> yes. Good idea, We'll Mitch. make it happen. See you, buddy. Good to talk All to right. you. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. David Icolt on Iowa. David Kaplan on Chicago Sports. Trent's plays of the day an hour to go. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KX and no. all.